Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. It says, I will praise the Lord when times are perfect. Nope. It says, I will praise the Lord at all times, all times. I will constantly speak his praises. Verse 2, I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. You ever felt helpless? Oh, man, I have. Some folks during this situation have felt helpless. said, man, I've done everything that I can. I remember at the start of this, somebody, we were at somebody's house, and a dear friend of ours said, wait, what are you doing? And she made me laugh because I can still see her doing it. And she went, what is going on at the state level? What's going on? What? And it made me laugh so hard. I can still see her doing that. It was in, I think it was mid-March. And yeah, a lot of us have slowed down and clenched our fists and said, what is happening? What is happening here, right? You feel helpless, but I got to encourage you. You're not helpless. God is with you. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless or let all who are feeling helpless take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. Have you ever gotten a miracle? Yeah, you have. Whether you remember it or not, everybody's gotten a miracle. We've had seasons in life where it seemed like one miracle after another, but don't forget the small things. As God speaks to you, as God answers a prayer, don't forget to praise him. He's always answering prayers, and he's always giving miracles. Every day is a miracle for you. I prayed to the Lord, and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Hmm. Has fear been prevalent during all of this? Oh, yeah. Fear has been extremely prevalent. Folks are afraid of all kinds of things. There's so many things that, man, the future, right now, what's going on? This has changed. That's changed. I prayed to the Lord, and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. What does the next verse say there? Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. Let's, let's linger on that verse for a minute. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. Have you ever seen someone who is radiant with gladness? I have. Say, man, they are joyful, they're a light, they're exciting. Those who look to God will actually be radiant with joy. You'll glow. You'll glow with it. You'll be, you'll be lit up. You'll be excited for the future. Some folks say, man, what is that? What is excitement? What is it? Is it just caffeine? Well, caffeine can make you excited. I know that. But at the same time, I also know that joy and hope, those bring excitement. And man, we need some of that right now. Folks got to be able to look past all this and say, man, it's going to be all right. Remember that verse we've been talking about the last few weeks? Tell the righteous, all will be well with them. They will receive the reward. They will receive the rich reward that they have earned. You say, have I earned anything? Well, the truth of the matter is all you have to do is believe God. And he's going to bless you. So tell the righteous, all will be well with them. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. That's good news. That is really good news. Let's go to the next verse. In my desperation, I prayed, and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. I want folks to chime in on this one. All you have to do is say yes to this, or I can relate, or raise a hand. But here, here's what I have to say is, here's my question. 
Have you ever been in a situation, those listening today on Facebook Live, watching on Facebook Live, have you ever been in a situation where you said, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this? It's, it's trouble. It's a problem. It's a circumstance I can't beat. I've tried everything. I've done everything. I did man's advice and man's wisdom and human wisdom, and I don't know what else to do. Have you ever been in a situation where God, in your desperation you prayed and the Lord listened, and he saved you from all your troubles? Chime in on Facebook Live, if you would, please. And we'll head on to verse 7. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. The angel of the Lord encamps around about those who love God and fear him. The angel of the Lord, he's pretty busy. Well, how many angels are there? Well, Scripture says... There's a countless multitude of angels, so there's, there's plenty enough to protect you, all right? And this promise here says the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. All who fear who? All who fear God. He's, surround, he's a messenger. An angel is a messenger. He brings messages from God. He protects you. He, he helps you, helps to guide your path there. Whatever God asks him to do, the angels are there to do it, and they're there to protect you. Did you know one day when, you, when you're old and you die and you go to be with Jesus... The angels of the Lord are going to take you to the throne room of God. They're going to take you to heaven. All right? The angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. So let me tell you how powerful one angel is. Scripture says, now this is a little rough, but Scripture says in the Old Testament, at one point an army came and besieged Jerusalem. They besieged, well, it was a city in Israel. I hope I'm right on Jerusalem there. But they besieged a city in Israel. And Scripture says that one angel, one angel, hear me well, this is the power of God that is protecting you. One angel wiped out 185,000 enemy soldiers in one night. One angel. One angel. You say, man, I don't know, man. Is God's protection enough? Oh, yes. He is the God who is more than enough. All right? He's a guard. The angels he sends, and they surround and defend all who fear God. Let's go to verse 8. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Such a beautiful verse. It's famous even. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And let's stay on this verse a little bit. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. How is he good? Well, let me just give you some, some things that have happened to me. Say, well, it's because you were raised in a Christian home or you're a pastor or you've served God a long time. Well, let me say this. When you serve God, when you seek Him, I know for sure, I know for sure that He's good. If it comes from God, it's good. Scripture says every good and perfect gift comes from who? Comes from God, Book of James says. The Father of lights. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. So you can taste and see that the Lord is good. I've lived long enough now and served God long enough that I can see that God is good. And folks say, well, I've served God six months and I'm just, I'm just going to tune out now. That, that doesn't impress me. And if it doesn't impress me, I know it doesn't impress God. Once you seek God, once you, you've tuned into Him and you've agreed to serve Him, you say, I love you, you're my Savior. I, I make reference now to Sunday's message that Pastor gave us. It said, those that are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish. Some folks, man, they haven't served God long enough to know anything, but God, right away, He's good. And don't give up on your circumstances. Don't give up on your family. 
Don't give up on yourself. You say, man, things have not changed. Well, are you seeking God? Are you putting him first? You, you hang out with God long enough, you will taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. The joys of those who take refuge in him. What is that promise there? Well, if you've chosen God as your protector, you're going to have all kinds of joy. Joy in different things in life. You know what I was doing in the yard today? Some of you are going to say, when you hear about it, you say, that wasn't very joyful. We'd torn down some branches yesterday from some trees, kind of trimmed. And to me, I took joy in cleaning it up. You say, why? Because I was able to. I was able to walk around, pick it up, my own strength, and, and pile it up and throw it in the back of my truck. And then I took joy that I had a truck to throw it into. And then I took joy that I was able to clean up the yard and make it look nice. And then I looked at the trees and I took joy again. I said, man, they look a lot better. I'm not a professional, that's for sure. I'm, I'm surprised my wife didn't just, just have me down yesterday because I just say, no, get down. get No, because I was up in one of her trees and I was already cutting branches. But I was even taking joy in that. And she said, hey, um, I, I don't think we agreed to cut those branches, did we? I was like, I'm already into this one. So we'll just let that one go. But I took joy in every little thing I did because why? The joys of those who take refuge in him. You can take joy in simple things. Take pleasure in simple things. All right? Let's go on to the next verse. Verse 9. Fear the Lord, you his godly people. Respect him, reverence him. If it grieves the Lord, don't do it. Fear the Lord, you his godly people. What does godly mean to you? Here's what godly means to me. Godly means imitating the Lord. Godly means walking in righteousness. Godly means you're trying to act like God. I've brought this up before. The Hebrews, they described God as something that didn't quite, something and someone that didn't quite match everything else on the planet. They called him different. They had a hard time describing him. They said he's different. They knew he was so different that they were careful to say his name. They were careful when they wrote his name. They were careful, did you know, even handling his name, even repeating his name. At one point in the Old Testament, this is hardcore. We're back at, I mean, Psalms is in the Old Testament. But in, in, the, in the beginning of the books there, and I don't remember if it was, it was one of the first five books of the Bible. But a, a half Egyptian guy, They'd come out of Egypt, he got into a fight with somebody, and I don't know how he did this, but he cursed God, and everybody heard him. You know what they did to him? This, was, this is old school. They took him out and stoned him. Why? Because he had used the name incorrectly. He had cursed God in a fight. I don't know how you get in a fight with someone and curse God if you use God's name in vain with a cuss word. I don't know. I don't know. But the Hebrews, they said this, we've got to fear him. And I know they made a lot of mistakes in the Old Testament. They did. And we make mistakes. But they learned, wow, we've got to be careful about how we write his name, how we say his name, how we repeat it, how we refer to him. Why? Because we fear him. Fear is respect, reverence, and honor. Fear the Lord, you his godly people. For those who fear him will have all they need. Is that good news? Yeah. Yeah, it's real good news. I, you don't have to answer this question on, on Facebook Live or anything. As you've served God, given tithes and offerings, put God first to the best of your ability, have you lacked any good thing? You just haven't, huh? You're just taken care of. God, I remember we are going through the, it, it, people make light of it now, but they created a toilet paper crisis at the beginning of all this in March. For some reason, toilet paper started vanishing. 
oh, the world's ending. Let's buy toilet paper. I'm, I'm still trying to figure that out. I don't know if they thought that's going to, we're going to run out of that, and, and that's really what counts. I don't know. But I do know this. I keep talking to people, and they keep saying, wow, God, God even provided plenty of toilet paper. <laughs> it just keeps showing up when you need it. So for those who fear him will have all they need. Beyond that, have you lacked for food during this season? I don't have many people in here with me, very minimal amount of people, but I think we're all pretty healthy. We've eaten what we wanted, all right? We've eaten what we wanted. We're taken care of. We're blessed. Fear the Lord, you as godly people, for those who fear him will have all they need. Verse 10, even strong young lions sometimes go hungry, but those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. Even strong young lions go hungry. You ever seen folks that looks like they had it all together, but God was not first and their life starts to fall apart? Little by little, things just start to fall apart and, and there's a ripple effect and that affected this. And God was not first. God was not important. And the point here is, even those, those things in life, those people in life that look like, man, they've got it all. They're, they have ability and power and prowess. Even they lack this is a great analogy. Even strong young lions sometimes go hungry. Those that you think, man, they've got it all together. No, they're still lacking in some areas. But those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. That's great news. Those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. Let's keep going. Verse 11, I love this right here. Come, my children, and listen to me, and I will teach you to fear the Lord. Remember, Scripture says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Verse 12. Does anyone want to live a life that is long and prosperous? Oh, yeah, that's not a trick question. That's a great question. It's not a trick question, though. Do you want to live a life that is long and prosperous? Okay, look. Look at verse 13. Then keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Have you noticed the power in words according to Scripture and according to life? Have you ever been in a situation maybe where you were so bothered, so upset, so... Oh, man, out of sorts, you felt betrayed, you're upset. I've been there many times. And the mo have you ever noticed this? The more you talked about it the, worst it, the worse it felt? I've had that before. I'm like, man, why ever do I feel so terrible now? I've been talking about it all day. And don't get me wrong, we've got to be able to vent and talk about stuff. But I, I have a big mouth, naturally, but, and I've, I've had a tendency to talk about something, talk about something, until I was so frustrated and flustered, it just felt like... Man, after a while, it felt hopeless. I'd talked about it so much. So we got to keep our tongue from speaking evil. Scripture says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. All right? So keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. What's the opposite of evil? How about good? How about, how about this? We were, we were in a meeting with pastor today, and he, he talked about just being grateful, just praising God and not complaining. It's easy to complain. It's super easy to complain. Many folks are doing it right now. They, they, we noticed it about church, churches being open and businesses and this and that. Folks said, man, man, why is it, you know, some people said, why, the church needs to, why are they still gathering? Well, we were, we were exempt. Okay, no, they're closed now. And then after a while, people said, why aren't the churches open? It's, it's just a commentary on everything. Man, what's going on here? Complaining, finding something to complain about. Did you know you have so many things that you can be grateful for? So many things. Think about it for a second. You are alive. You're blessed. You're well. You have good relationships. 
You've had God answer some prayers recently for you. You felt his presence today when you prayed. Maybe you felt his presence during worship. You're able to listen to the word right now from the comfort and privacy of your home. There's families gathered around maybe. There's folks gathered around, different settings. But you're able to listen to the word right now without fear of persecution. (laughs) I want to add something. You know, the American church has done wonderful things over the years. We've sent missionaries all over the world. But I've noticed this today, and I was thinking about it today after or during the meeting with, we had with Pastor. And it, I was really struck by this, and that is the American church in actual America, in continental United States, has never gone through much. 200, 200, and let's see, this July 4th, 244 years this country has been in existence. And the church in America, because of our laws, because in God we trust, because the founding fathers and mothers were godly and said we're going to protect people to have freedom of religion, be able to express themselves and worship God how they want and and seek God and have freedom but have laws and we're going to walk in respect and we're going to be a land of laws and a land of goodness. The American church has never really gone through much here in the United States. Don't get me wrong, people go through trials. But the American church as a whole has gone through something really bizarre in this season. That so you cannot meet in person. Folks calling on churches. Did you know, did you know the, 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 uh, what, what, the what's this, this mayor of, of New, New York? Look, look how brilliant this was. He threatened to close churches. I guess that was in the order. They need to close down churches. No mass gatherings. And then he threatened and said, if y'all don't close, we're going to close y'all permanently. Who does he think he is? Ho Chi Minh? Did he think that, that a virus made us a communist country? But it's interesting. Hey, he's off. God will deal with him. I love this because Jesus said, I will build my church. You know, I can do everything I can in my own strength and power, and I cannot build the church of Jesus Christ. His church, according to Scripture, not the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the Church of Jesus of the Bible, the Church of Jesus of the Bible, His church, according to Scripture. Nothing added to this and nothing taken away. And it's always been a mystery to people that Jesus would build His church. They can't stop it. And the more they attack the church, guess what? The more the church prospers. We discussed that today. The Roman Empire is the mightiest empire that the earth has ever seen mighty they crushed their enemies they taxed their enemies they did whatever they wanted to do when they wanted to do it and they came against the church and they fought against us as believers yeah they they made us gladiators they threw us as believers into the coliseum and turned lions loose on them and they could not stop the church and the more they pressured the church the more the church grew and the world still doesn't understand it and now the church in the united states of america is being pressured and you just get ready because god's going to do great things through you you get ready because now pressure, you, you've heard this over the years, say pressure, yeah, is what makes diamonds. It's true. You may, pressure makes diamonds, and they are one of the hardest substances. Need a little pressure. One man of God years ago, he said, man, I, I'm getting better under pressure. I need pressure. Yeah, sometimes we do. He said, man, it's stressful. I know. I know. But if you can keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies while you're going through pressure, everything's going to be all right. You just keep seeking God. You say, man, I don't feel it. I don't know. Hey, the church needed a little pressure. Believers needed a little pressure. You know, when you go through the wilderness, you thirst for things that you should have been thirsting for before anyway. 
Let me tell you about myself now. This is not great, but I'm just not crazy about water. I mean, I shower with water. That's a wonderful blessing. But when given the choice of water or Coca-Cola, I had a grandpa that way. He said, water, that's all? Is there anything else we can drink? I should be drinking more water. And I do. My wife helps me with that. Babe, have you, drank, have you been drinking water? That's great. But I, I'm just like, man, water? What? Do I, do I really need that? Yeah, guess what, though, I thirst for. When I'm really thirsty, I don't want Coca-Cola or kefir or, or a flavored drink or a vitamin drink or a Gatorade or a Powerade. You get my point. I don't want tamarindo drinks. I don't. I don't want horchata. I usually don't anyway. But I want water. And see, the church right now has been forced into a wilderness in the United States of America. And it's just a, it's just a brief wilderness. It's just a, it's just a little time. It's a little bit of time. And God is saying, get ready, because I'm going to bless you, but I'm preparing you for something. I'm going to bless you through it if you'll seek me, but I'm preparing you something, for something. And this wilderness has been good for us as believers. It's been good. Say, why? It's making us thirst for what's good. There's folks that haven't been faithful to God by coming to church, and now they're like, I wish I could go to church. That'll be soon. I believe that. But when you go through stuff, you go through a wilderness, it makes you thirst for the right things. It makes you thirst for the good things, all right, that God has promised you. And, man, look at all the freedoms in this country. It really make, makes you appreciate freedom, doesn't it? Say, man, there's places that can't go out without a mask. Can you imagine? This is America. This is not communist China. So people, we don't, folks don't know how to act. And now they're getting a little, little shifty, a little nervous. Say, man, come on, this has gone on long enough. We're, we, feel, we feel a little bit, uh, hmm, I don't know, we feel a little bit suppressed here. What's going on? Because we're Americans, it's in our DNA to say, ah, oh, we believe in freedom, we believe in rights, we believe in the Constitution. Praise God for all that, but let God work on your heart through this situation. Let God work on the words that are coming out of your mouth. Look, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. No matter what, you speak truth, you honor God. Speak truth, honor God with what you're saying. All right? Next verse. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. Turn away from evil and do good. Say, man, how do I do that? Decide. Decide. I'm, I'm, Lord, help me. I need your grace, which is your empowerment to do right. It's your favor as well, but I need your grace. I need your supernatural strength to do right. Help me to turn away from evil and do good, and help me to search for peace and work to maintain it. That's important. So you're not only looking for peace, you work to maintain it. My wife and I have always said this, and I'm going to start to close tonight. <clears throat> not going to go very long. My wife and I have always said this. Our home is a peaceful home. We're careful what kind of music is played in that home. We're careful about what kind, of, what kind of movies are played in that home, what kind of streaming. We don't just have junk on. We don't just have the TV on all day and all night. No, the TV is a, it's like a special treat to be able to watch something like on HGTV or Food Network or a movie we want to see that's clean. We don't just have the TV on. That is not our God. And guess what? That keeps peace. That helps to keep peace in our home. My wife and I, we search for peace in this way. If we're in disagreement, we always... Seek peace even in the disagreement. We always go, oh, man, you know, I'm sorry. Can, I misunderstood you. Let, let's, let's, let's have peace here. Why? Scripture says that God blesses unity. 
how pleasant it is, how sweet and pleasant it is for brothers to dwell in unity, Scripture says. It's there that the Lord commands the blessing. All right? You don't, you don't want to get into strife because it, it, it causes a lot of problems. You've got to turn away from evil to do good and search for peace. It doesn't mean you run from conflict when it's the right thing to do. Sometimes, sometimes you've got to stand up. All right? You've got to stand up and be honest and tell the truth. But there are other times you just say, hey, I'm going to let that go. All right? I'm going to let that go. You got Whatever you do, you search for peace. Sometimes peace comes on when you speak the truth to someone and you confront them. And it's, oh, this is a conflict. Yeah, but you can search for peace in that and then work to maintain it. I want to stop right there tonight. And I want to pray. I want to pray with you. I want to pray for you. And let's see where God takes us tonight as we close out the service. Father, we just thank you. Lord, we just honor you tonight. I thank you that your hand of grace and protection is on everyone watching and hearing this video tonight. Those who will watch it in the future. Father, I thank you that your word has not become any weaker than it ever was. Say, what, but, but this, is, this is a different kind of crisis. No, nothing catches you off, God, off guard, Lord God. Nothing catches you off guard. Nothing. Jesus even said it's necessary that these, these things come. Lord, thank you for preparing us. In my personal life, I can say, wow, God has been preparing me for this for a long time. Does it mean I've handled everything just right? No, some things have been frustrating. Some things have been a strain. But I can hear God calling out. I can hear his voice even tonight telling you right where you are. The few people in here tonight and those on Facebook Live, I can hear the voice of the Lord saying, my grace is enough. I can hear the voice of the Lord clearly speaking to me saying, my grace is enough because my strength is my strength is made perfect in weakness. God's strength is made perfect in weakness. Yeah, we can see how strong God really is when we stop trying to do it ourselves. He told the Apostle Paul that. He said, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Right now you may feel really weak. You say, man, Pastor Matt, I, I don't know. It, is this ever going to end? Is this... What's going on here? You know what? I know God is still on his throne. I know God is still God. He's still Jehovah Jireh, the provider. He's still El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. He's still the God who sees and hears everything. He's still the Lord, my shepherd. He's still the great I am. What is I am? He is I am for everything you need in life. He is I am. I am your provider, your shepherd, your hope, your God your Father, your Savior, your Redeemer. His grace is enough. If there is anyone at the sound of my voice that needs to make Jesus the Lord of their life, you can do that now with me. Please repeat after me in Jesus' name. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm so sorry for my sin. Please forgive me and cleanse me. I believe Jesus is Lord. He's my Lord and my Savior. And I confess that and I believe that He died and rose again on the third day for my sin. Thank you for your forgiveness, Lord. I believe 
Now help me to live right. I can't do it on my own. I need you, God. Jesus, come live within me by the Holy Spirit. I need you now, God. Save me. Save me from myself. Save me from hell. And save me from sin. And Lord, that we would never be shy about speaking the truth of your word. Repeat that with me. Say, Lord, help me to be bold about your word. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now I want to pray a blessing over you right where you are. Father, in the name of Jesus, you know exactly the needs of everyone. Everyone hearing this word tonight. I believe this word has something in it for everybody. Even if it's a brief phrase or one word, something. Something in it for everybody. And that's what you do by your Holy Spirit. I can't do that. I can't do that. I just can't. You do it by your Holy Spirit. Now, Lord, take care of their needs, whatever they are. Speak to them. The areas where they, they need it most. In relationships, in finances. In areas where maybe they've been disobedient. Areas of worry. Lord, speak to your people where they need it most. Through your word. And Lord, give folks that are listening tonight a hunger for your word and for prayer. The basics. A song years ago said, we need to get back to the basics of life. The basics of life. The simplest. It's the simplest thing in our walk with God, and that is prayer and the word. God, draw us back to you in the season. Draw us back to you because we love you. We want to do right. We just, sometimes we try to do it in our own strength, and we forget that you're right there to help us. We forget that it's not about my works. It's about my faith in you and my righteousness in you through faith. We thank you for that tonight, God. We thank you for your presence and your goodness. We worship you, Lord. In Jesus' name.